All right. Hey, fam, it is Phoenix, and this is the Swapcast. What? I know. You haven't heard from me in a while, so I'm sorry. But we are um, planning some things as far as Swap goes. We will hopefully be at a conference in Texas in January. I hope, I hope, I hope. Um, I will give you more details as uh, I get them. We've submitted proposals. We're waiting to see um, if what we've done is uh, has been accepted. So if we do get accepted to the conference and we have a presence, I will make sure to update everybody. I think it's going to be awesome. Okay. Um, so anyways, actual news because news is good, right? Oh, by the way, the name of that conference is Creating Change and it's in Dallas. So if you want to like Google it for yourself because it sounds interesting and you want to submit your own proposal, feel free to do so. Um, creating Change. Hopefully we'll be there. We'll see what happens. All right. Anyways. Sex worker news, Um, just to keep folks updated on what is happening as far as stuff goes. Uh, Again, this is one of those uh, type of things that has all the trigger warnings for uh, violence against sex workers, transphobia, racism, misogyny, sexual abuse, sexual harassment. Um, I mean, basically everything because sex workers just face so much stigma in so many ways on so many levels. So uh, I wanted to cover this story. This is off LGBTQ Nation, and I'm not even, I don't think I'm going to read the whole story because I think most of the story is in the beginning, the first couple paragraphs. And I kind of want to make this brief because I know we all have things to do. We can't just listen to podcasts all day, or at least I can't. Uh, So nine months ago, two police officers were accused of forcing transgender women to have sex with them by threatening to take them to jail if they didn't comply. Now one of them has pled guilty to sexual solicitation of a prostitute. Hmm. Right. So it's actually rape, but I guess charge them with not rape. Good. Great. Fantastic. Hashtag good cops. Uh, Officer Ian Lucas from the Prince George County Police Department and an unnamed officer from the Washington, D.C. police force have been accused by multiple women of sexual assault. The officers allegedly would target transgender sex workers and threaten to take them to jail unless they gave the officers oral sex. Now, I know anybody who's done street work, anybody who has talked to trans workers, anyone has talked to, uh, you know, poor workers of color. None of this is fucking surprising at all. At fucking all. Um, One woman went to D.C.'s Fox station with her story, providing photos and video proof of her accusation. All right, girl. Uh, In one, the officer is shown having sex inside a squad car. Another photo shows a veteran police lieutenant wearing a D.C. police polo shirt naked from the waist down, having sex with one of the women. Multiple women testified in front of the grand jury about the officer's conduct after being granted immunity. But instead of throwing the book at the two men who abused their authority to sexually assault women, both police forces and the federal prosecutor seem to have shrugged their shoulders. See, and I, you know, I don't remember if I covered this on the Swapcast or my regular uh, podcast, but I know I've covered this story when the allegations first came out. And I was like hoping so fucking hard that it was going to be taken seriously. But, you know, I mean, in my heart, I knew better, but I I had hope. I had hope. I really, really did. I was, I, I had hope. <sighs> well, DC's LGTB community has been fighting a, a marked increase of attacks on black transgender women recently. The authorities who are supposed to be protecting them are victimizing them instead. Lucas was suspended with pay hmm, after the accusation was made, uh, and he has not been fired from the force because the internal investigation hasn't been completed. He's not going to get fired. Uh, With Lucas pleading guilty and the authorities already cooperating with prosecutors, it seems implausible that any further investigation is necessary. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, <laughs> that's not the point, right? The point is transphobia. The point is um, misogyny. The point is misogynoir. Like, that's that's the point. Um, Lucas's guilty plea can be withdrawn after six months if he completes 48 hours of community service. A whole fucking weekend, huh? The charges would be dismissed with prejudice and he would not be required to register as a sex offender, even though he's a rapist. Okay. D.C. police haven't named the officer from their force who's been accused and no charges have been filed against him, despite photographic evidence of him getting oral sex from a sex worker while in official police garb off duty. A spokesperson says the officer has been placed on a, quote, no contact status pending another investigation. They love investigating themselves all to find out that nobody's done shit wrong. Like, really, truly. Like, honestly. So they're on camera raping sex workers, and we have no charges for one in 48 hours of community service for the other. Fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. Um, this is how it goes. But I guess that happens, so I, I owe you some good news at this point. Because I hate having to do... Like, that's the, the, the hard thing, honestly, about covering, like, a lot of sex worker news is a lot of it is, like, so depressing and, like, stressful and negative because people really, really hate sex workers. But uh, I can give you this. Porn WikiLeaks. Woo-hoo. I know some folks know who they are, right? Uh, which is basically a forum devoted to revealing names and personal information of porn performers. Mm-hmm. Bang Bros has bought the forum and set it on fire, which if you haven't seen it yet, you should look at the pictures. It's actually just it's literally on fire. It's fucking glorious. I love it. Uh, Adult film company Bang Bros announced on Thursday that it bought PornWikiLeaks.com, a website devoted to doxing and harassing porn performers with the intent to shut it down forever. Uh, in place of Porn WikiLeaks homepage, users now see a letter from the Bang Bros stating that all the company uh, that the company has taken possession of all Porn WikiLeaks hard drives full of sensitive and personal information, and it included a link of a video of someone pouring flammable liquid onto a pile of hard drives and lighting it on fire. I love it. Um, in the statement from Bang Bros, this is a quote. Over 15,000 performers' real names were listed here. Some had phone numbers, addresses, and even family members' names posted as well. That type of information was not voluntarily submitted. It was stolen from anyone that had it posted. Uh, While shutting the site down doesn't purge the internet of all possible ties to real names and whatnot, it does make it one less place to harbor and find these things easily. A forum that had 300,000 posts on it, 300,000 posts on it, most were hate-filled and negative, has now disappeared. As a database of porn performers that often includes legal, often included legal names, addresses, social media platforms, and family connections, Porn WikiLeaks is cited in court documents from the Girls Do Porn case that went to trial last week. In that trial, 22 women claimed that uh, the production company Girls Do Porn lied to them about how their videos would be distributed and subsequently ruined their lives when their films were distributed around the internet. Shortly after their videos were posted on hugely popular websites like Pornhub, viewers started doxing them on Porn WikiLeaks. If you've ever had anything posted here, it will be removed and deleted from here forever, the statement continues. Nothing will be up here besides the page you see now, and you don't have to worry about it coming back either. Uh, that's a little good news, right? I love that news. So, you know, you gotta fight back against that stigma any type of way you can, because it's fucking real out there. Oof. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm taking a drink of water, y'all. <clears throat> this is why I need a co-host. Can someone please come on the show and co-host it with me? I need a co-host. Anyone? 
Bueller. Bueller. Um, no, it's just so helpful when you have someone that you're recording with. So that if you need to, you know, like sneeze or cough or take a sip of water or, you know, pull up a website or something, you can do so because you have someone else to fill up the dead air. You don't want to have a show with all the dead air. That's never a good thing. All right. Uh, one more story. Um... This is from South Africa, right? I mean, we can cover international sex worker news, too, right? We all family. Eastern Cape, which is a province in South Africa, is trying to make sex workers safer through decriminalization. Eh? Like, it's been such a long time coming, but decrim is really starting to fucking catch on, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, The Eastern Cape government is embarking on a process that could see sex work being decriminalized in the province. In an interview with City Press last week, Eastern Cape Department of Social Development... Uh, Hold on. There's a lot of sentence happening here. Let's try this one more game. In an interview with the City Press last week, Eastern Cape Department of Social Development spokesperson should. Oh, wow. I'm going to say this person's name all the wrong. Uh, Yeah, their last name is uh, Maswana. We're going to go with Maswana because I can't say their first name and I'm sorry. It is spelled G-C-O-B-A-N-I. Maswana confirmed that the department was undergoing a consultation process with the aim of decriminalizing sex work. He said it was one of the ways to best protect sex workers who are under dangerous and risky conditions as a result of the industry not being regulated. Maswana said sex workers were prone to abuse from clients who took advantage of their vulnerability. After we held a workshop with workers, sex workers in 2017, a committee was established, but that committee never really did any significant work in finding ways to decriminalize sex work. But the issue of decriminalizing sex work has come out very strongly in a stakeholder engagement we recently had. We were warned that as the Department of Social Development uh, to really look at the space in which sex workers operate, because this is where drugs are used, where human trafficking is rife, and where most of the crime emanates from. If sex workers come with strong views that sex work should be decriminalized, the department has no problem will support that. But the process is still in its initial stages, and there are lots of discussions yet to take place, said Maswana. Mr. Maswana, I have a fucking spoiler alert. Are you ready? Sex workers are going to come out with strong views that sex work should be decriminalized. Bet. Uh, and they have a quote from a sex worker named uh, Nazwi, who has been a sex worker on the streets of Mathatha for the last 10 years. She said she was desperate to make ends meet because she had no uh, skill or job training and no certificate when she started. On top of that, she had a child and a family to take care of. She charges... Um, I don't know what their currency it's currency is. It says R70. I'm not sure what the name of, I'm I could Google it, but I'm well, you know what? Fuck it. Let me pause it and Google it. What is the currency in South Africa? Aha. Okay. It is called the Rand, which makes R in front of uh, the number make more sense. Okay. So, um, oh no. Then I went back to my page and it rebooted and oh no, just open up, please. All right. So uh, sex worker Nazwi charges 70 Rand. And makes about 200 on a good night. She said she has uh, used the money she's made to get herself uh, further over to further her studies from grade 8 to grade 12. She said she's also able to raise her 11-year-old son and put food on the table. However, Nazwi is quick to point out that their work is dangerous, especially if, not, if one is uh, not working under protection. Last month, she was robbed of the 500 rand she made. Holy shit, that's her whole, like, income. Ah, fuck. Um, that she had made when one of her clients pointed a gun at her after they'd had sex and demanded she give him all her earnings for the evening, including the 70, do- uh, 70 rand he'd just given her. Wow. Uh, Nazwi believes 
Oh, you know what? That was a typo up above because now I see it again where it said makes 200 a night. It makes 1200 a night. Okay. Um, cause they, they have it again and I see that was a typo up there. All right. Um, Nazwi believes that, uh, decriminalizing prostitution would go a long way towards protecting many vulnerable girls and women who risk everything to stand in dark corners because of the country's high unemployment. We've all been victims here in one form or another. Some have been raped, robbed, or physically beaten. Sometimes the clients would demand to sleep with you without a condom. There's one guy here, for instance, who everyone is afraid of because he rapes prostitutes without a condom. Whenever uh, his car comes, we run away because we all know what it looks like and what he wants to do. Sometimes he uses different cars, but we know his face and we just don't want to do anything with him. So it is a good thing that the government wants to protect the safety and rights of prostitutes. After all, we're not doing this because we love it. We're doing it because we want to support our families, feed our children, and lead innocent lives. But our work is highly dangerous and no one has our backs. When you're on the streets, you're on your own. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking accurate. Uh, the 30-year-old said that it was not only clients who took their money. Random thugs would also uh, rob them at knife point. Another sex worker, Nalufefe, said... Uh, Owing to competition between women and girls, sometimes they become jealous and hire thugs to rob you if you're popular or they think you have too much business. That is cutthroat as hell. Uh, while you're away with a client, when you come back, you find yourself being targeted because you have money. The streets can be very rough. You cannot always uh, trust not even the girl next to you. Wow. Okay. I mean... I think that none of that is a shock, right? Street-based sex work is incredibly dangerous, but I'm super excited that more and more places are seriously considering decrim. I think decrim is absolutely the way to go. And I, you know, I can't wait for it to keep spreading, particularly to America, please. <laughs> and we're, um, you know, just, God, it's got to be global, right? It's got to be global. But um, unfortunately, the best we can do right now is one step at a time, right? So there's a uh, Mexico City is uh, doing decrim. Now parts of Africa are talking about decrim. There's obviously the push um, through various organizations in the United States for decrim. There's a uh, pushback on, um, you know, different European countries that have the Nordic model, especially in Ireland. I've seen a lot of pushback because of the uh, brothel keeping charges that sex workers get. So, you know, we're making progress. It's just not enough progress and not fast enough. But don't feel defeated because we are making progress. All right. Um. I'm keeping this short, and we're about 15 minutes, so let me get up out of here. Um, as always, if you want me to cover something or there's something you want me to know 